if we spend time and we continue to practice the presence of God, that's the way that our lifestyle will be shaped because he's asking you to do those things. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think, um, again, it's a deliberate action. You know, so for us, we have to sort of take heed to that, kind of know when we're missing the mark. But then, hey, let's spend some more time. Yeah. You know. So I think part of it, like we talked about, you know, some of these benefits. But what happens when you start to be in the moment more? What happens when you start to enjoy the presence of God and each other? Like, what do you get? What's the benefit? Like, if I'm, if I'm, you know, John Q, church believer, and, um, you know, I'm not really practicing the presence of God. Sell me on it. Sell me on the benefit of doing this. Like, why should I practice? Just like our children at home. Like, hey, Callie, go out and practice your jump shot. Well, I don't want to. Well, how are you going to get better? Skill. Wait, what, what did you say earlier? You said... Discipline will get you... Discipline, yeah. Discipline will get you further than your skill set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's really kind of what it is, right? It's You have to be disciplined in order to do these things because once, once you start spending time with the Lord... I'm not sure what your question was, but I have a different answer. Tell me what your question was. What's the benefit? That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Um, yeah, the, the benefit is you... Uh, you're spending time. So he's more, God, this is horrible. God isn't like this, but it, it is, he is kind of in my mind. The more time that you spend with him, the the easier it is for you to go to him when you have an issue. So if you're just hanging out, just to be hanging out, not mm-hmm. wanting anything, when you want something, you're like, all right. And not that you have to pull like, you I sat with you for three hours last week. Can I get, you know, it's not like that. It's like, you're, you know him, so now you're more comfortable to go and do stuff. What you just said right there kind of sparked a memory in my brain. Can okay. I share it with you real fast? Because okay. I think what you said was very profound um, about spending time and, and you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you know, I can kind of get, get more from you. Yeah. So growing up in my household, um, my brother will tell you this. My, my cousin, my sister will tell you this. Uh, my mother will tell you this. My father probably will too. Like at some point in time, it was like, Dave, you're a mama's boy. Like, really? Me? I'm glad like, you yeah. grew out of that. <laughs> hey, you, can you write that number down <laughs> on the bus? bus I know, I know. but i think growing up it was very much it was very much like that like you know yes i love my mother i love my mother a lot um we we spend time with each other but a lot of it was because my mom would say yes to me mom can i do this yes can i do this yes and my father was always the no guy hey can i go here nope how about this <laughs> Nope. Can I do that? Nope. And at one point in time, and as I got older, the relationship flipped where my father became the yes guy and my mom became the no person. Which was keen to your game. Which was shocking to me. Like, what do you mean no? But I think um, the the switch happened when my relationship with my parents changed. Um, not to say that we were that we grew apart or we weren't close. Mm-hmm. At some point in time. I was able to start spending more time with my father mm-hmm. and my perception of him changed mm-hmm. because growing up, I was like, oh my God, this guy, like, bro, don't tell me to clean my room anymore. <laughs> and no, I don't want to make my bed. And I am not interested in polishing my shoes or all of the hard manual labor stuff that you want me to do. And I am not interested in getting outside and helping you pull weeds. I just want to confirm that we're things. recording this so we can play back I to know, our sons. I know, I know, I know, I know. And a lot of it, like growing up, was like, man, this guy, like, no, like this isn't it. 
Like you, you discipline me all the time. Sometimes I feel like you're mean to me, which was never really the case, but that's just me being a, a stupid kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I grew older, spending more time with him, I started to understand why he was saying and doing those things. Yeah. Like it wasn't a matter of, no, I'm going to say no just for the sake of saying no. There's a reason behind mm-hmm. this. Like I'm trying to instill in you some discipline here. I'm trying to show you the right way to be a man, yeah. to be a person, to to be tenderhearted, to you know, to to show good character. And a lot of those lessons that I missed, but I didn't catch the revelation until I started to spend that time. And the more I spent time with him, the more I started to get more things from him. Not so much that it was a matter of, hey, give me these things, yeah. but I started to understand his true character and his true nature. So as growing up, I was, you know, always reverential, but a lot of that reverence was fear because like, oh my God, yeah, he could probably kill me. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, then that's just me kind of being that person. That turned into, I respect every single thing that you taught me. Um, some of those lessons I didn't learn until I left my house. Yeah. Some of those lessons I didn't learn until I started to hear myself sound like him when there were plenty enough times where I'm like, I will never be like you. Do you I'll look, never be like you, dad. And now I am my father. Do you look back and you're right. Do you look back and you're like, I remember having this whole conversation with my dad or my parents about and like you're actually living I'll that conversation. I'll never do this. Yeah. 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 I don't I, I want to go back, though. I don't I don't want to say I don't doubt that you're a mama's boy. I think the time and in her defense and in defense of all mothers, I think as as our children get older, this has nothing to do with work. Well, maybe it does. As our children get older, mm-hmm. I want to use your your own line right here and no, your own Lord. logic. Here we go. Um, as our children get older, we never realize what is the last time that we're doing something is actually the last time we're doing something, right? right. So I think I don't, I don't remember the last time I held Ethan. Like I can't even remember the last time I, I like, like physically like, cradled him. him, like yeah. yeah, cradled him or whatever. Um, so any opportunity that I have, again, I'm going to use your thing. Any opportunity I have to make him or any of the other children, um, have time to spend with him. I'm going to, and any time that I can try to make him better than I am, I'm going to do that. Right. So now when he comes to me, because we spend time together and he asks me for something, I'm more apt to say yes. Yeah. And that, that might be, uh, that might be exactly what you just said, but I think that's, that's really what yeah. it is. Now, I'm not doing outrageous stuff. Like, you know, he's nine. He's not getting social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and nothing that's going to put him, at least that, to my knowledge, in danger. I think when when we're having those types of conversations and we're still instilling the value, um, I, I, I think that's what's important, right? And, yeah. I, and I think that's that's the, the time and the effort. Like, we want to make sure, as women and, and the natural nurturer, um, we want to make sure that our kids are nurtured yeah. and, and when they go out and they're comfortable asking for stuff and being nurturing. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. And them themselves being nurturing. Yeah. Um, and I find you to be nurturing. I don't know if that's, I don't, that's not even part of this conversation, Sure it is. but I, I think that's important. Like you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not hard and fast. You're not consistent with that all the time. You are, you're 100% a nurturer as well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, but I, I, you know, I think just like everything, the dynamic of your relationship will determine the outcome 
of, you know, of the remainder of, of your life, of that conversation, yeah. whatever it is. Like we talked about how the relationship dynamic changed between my mother and my father, mm -hmm. you know, between the two of us as we, as we kind of grow up. Um, like my mom gave me everything that I needed. Mm -hmm. Like in those moments, like mm -hmm. she gave me everything that I needed. And at some point in time, she made a conscious decision to be like, okay, you've had enough of this. Yeah. Now you're going to hear this. Yeah. Now, whether I appreciated in that moment, it was something that was needed. Just like my father was like, nope, in this season, this is what you need. You need to hear me tell you, no, don't be a dummy. Yeah. Hey, stop being stupid. Do the right thing. Here's how you conduct yourself in public. Here's how you act like you have some sense. Here's the things. No, pull your pants up. Tuck your shirt in. Make sure your hair's done. Like all those types of things. Oh my um, Sounds like our house. Yeah, I know, doesn't it? Yeah. But all those types of things are what was needed in the moment. But I didn't know that that's what I needed. All I knew is that being in his presence at that moment, I was given exactly what I was going to need to be successful. Yeah. And in our relationship as believers, you may not always get the, you know, the thing that you want, mm -hmm. but you're going to get the thing that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I said that. You know, and sometimes I think we may be fearful of that outcome um, or we're not secure enough to be like, okay, Lord, in your presence, there is fullness of joy, but there's a thousand other things that's there too. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of what, what my answer was like for us, the more time we spend, you develop intimacy, right? You develop closeness, um, spiritually, like when, when you are constantly practicing the presence of God, there's, there's protection there. We talked about being, um, being filled to the fullness um, being fullness of joy, God's will is revealed to you, and deliverance is there when you're when you're constantly spending time with our heavenly Father. And you know, um, Psalms one forty verse thirteen in the message talks about God being on my side, mm -hmm. like He's on my side, and because He's on my side, He makes me secure. Like oftentimes, as believers, we need that security. We need, like, Lord, you really got me. Yeah. Like, hey, um, I'm struggling right now. So let me let me spend time with you because you're everywhere. I don't need to be in a certain place to feel your presence. I can I can go to you anytime I want. And when I go to you and I spend time with you, I feel calm. Mm -hmm. I feel your love. I feel your warmth. I feel your grace. It's just like going home. Like there's never a time where I walk in my parents' house and I feel uncomfortable. There's never you know why? Because this is my home. This is this is where I belong. <laughs> Like when I walk through the door, I know that hey, it, it doesn't matter what I did, what I said. Yeah. Um, you know, someone will probably correct me, but it doesn't matter yeah. because while I'm here, I feel secure. I feel safe. There's not a single time where I will come into to their home and not feel welcomed or not feel loved or or be in a position where I can't say something or ask them something or seek counsel or just, you know, or just say nothing. Yeah. Just be. Or just be. Just be in their presence. I get that. You know? So so I think that's, um, you know, it's something that's important. We talked about developing those relationships um, real fast. You, let's, let's read Ephesians. I'm going to ask you to read this for me if you don't mind. Let's go Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. We'll do the old Amplified Classic. This is the one with all the words? Uh, well, some of them, yes. There's some words, lots of words, Yeah. but uh, words are good. Words have power. <laughs> so Ephesians 3, 19, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna tee it up for you. It's right there, right after the one and the nine. Good. 
that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being until unto all the fulfillment of God that may may have the richest measure of divine presence and become body holy filled flooded with God himself now that is one of my most favorite passages because it talks about you being filled to the full with God himself but you can't get that until you experience his presence yeah and to do that you have to come to know him who he is what he is and what he can bring were you you uh you giving me the good news I now? Know, just hold on because i feel like 19 yeah yes you may come to know his love through it can never be fully known and so be completely filled with the very nurture of god yeah i mean like you become filled with his his presence his being his nature yeah. his personality all of those things that you get oh, it's the nurture, very nature of God. when you stand in his presence. And I think sometimes we forget all of the added benefits of what happens when you stand in God's presence, when you're there to enjoy it, when you're, when you're there, you know, seeking nothing other than just him. You know, we talked about um, worshiping him in spirit and in truth mm -hmm. with a heart that's full and true um, and open to like, Lord, this is what I need from you. Um, and, and that's and that that's ultimately what we're what we're trying to say. Psalm 16 and 11 says in your presence, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Like, OK, I, I like I like all of that. Acts 2 and 28 says you have made known to me the ways of life. And you will enrapture me, diffusing my soul with joy and in your presence. How does a diffuser work? Like think about the think about the the the, the iced tea pitcher that you have at home, and it's got the diffuser inside. Like you can put like oh, lemons and fruit. And you know, I'm thinking of, of like a a blow dryer diffuser, and I'm like, I don't really know how that works. Well, it's, I mean, it's air that'll yeah. pump you up and kind of make you bigger. Yeah, but, like but a, a diffuser, diffuser, you you pack it in and you put the water in, and it and it pulls all the beautifulness out on the flavor and yeah i mean so think about this like when you spend time with god when you're spending time in that's his a presence, really good i just spit on you <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry i'm doing this live um that's a really good analogy you're diffused with his joy with his presence yeah. it's like i'm inside of you and now i'm going to burst out that's a really good analogy <sighs> you should almost, live with that it's almost like i know what i'm doing around here but like good. that's that pretty good. nice yeah like i think when we think about you know it's always it's it's always interesting like you know when, when you're going to church people's like oh you know you gotta you gotta you know pray without ceasing you gotta spend time with the lord and it sometimes it's just words sometimes it's not like you you don't take it <laughs> you don't take it for yourself well first of all if the only time you spend the time with the Lord is when you go to church, then we got a bigger problem. Right, exactly, exactly <laughs> have a the point. Much bigger problem. Exactly the point that we're making here. Like, yes, fill not to assemble yourselves, but hey, you know what? You should be spending time with God all the time. All the time. No matter where you are. Yeah. You know, and most of the time, like what we're trying to do is develop a culture or, um, you know, a, a an environment in which practicing his presence becomes second nature. Yeah. Where it's not a chore, where it's something that you do. Yeah. That it becomes like, yep, yeah, Lord, this this is where I want. To be present 
And to be in his presence or to practice the presence of God builds intimacy and a strong relationship. I agree. True relationships require an emptying of oneself to the other. Like, we couldn't get married off of false pretense here. Like, you had to know all my warts, all my, my shortcomings, all my, my hang-ups, all of my idiosyncrasies, like, all of it. Like, you had to know all of those things. Like, okay, you might be crazy, but I love you anyway. I'm or, gonna, hey, you know what? I'm going to double down on this one. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> great. Like, love you, warts, flaws, and all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we get to a point where it's like, listen, I... There's nothing to hide. Like, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. So you got to know my full character, like everything. And if there's some flaws in there, you got to understand what those flaws are too. And hopefully at that point, you're helping me or helping us or vice versa transcend that or fill in those gaps. You know, and like we said, the diffusion of, of the Holy Spirit, um, having his presence in and out of you. You know, that's what he's doing when you spend that time when it's like, hey, it's me completely raw and, you know, yeah. nerve endings and and completely, you know, transparent, because I think it's a, a good buzzword, transparency. Um, like, here's where I'm at. Yeah. Like you got, you know, Lord, help me, help me figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's that's it. No agendas, no barriers. Um, just I'm given so all of me. You, you say no agendas, though, like you're talking about. Um, in the relationship piece or in, oh, I guess in, in the, in the, in the time that you're spending with the Lord. Yeah. Like I think with no agendas, I mean, I mean, I. That can't be the purpose while you're spending time. I, let me, let me say this because ultimately you're going to want to take away something. Like right. as you, you spend time, like you're, you're going to, you're coming away with something, whether yeah. it's just, um, assurance yeah. or just, you know, hearing clearly or just getting clarity, like you're coming away with something. But I don't want that to be the driver as to why you go. Like, right. oh, there's a problem. Let me now get in your presence. Yeah, and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. And I think you and I have had this conversation with our um, other relationships, like with our friends or, or or colleagues at work. I think, I think everybody. I have this one girl that works for me, and she's such a nervous Nelly, and I love her to pieces. And she says, "You're so easy to talk to." But every time I come to you, I'm so intimidated. And I'm like, girl, look, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. Like, we're the same. Like, just let's just do it. Um, and, I, and I find it. I said, instead of I said, instead of coming to me with an issue, you can come to me just to shoot the breeze. And, I, you know, we're only re in a remote world where we don't have that that synergy i hate that word that that synergy in the office where mm -hmm. where you're um you know you guys are having lunch together or you're working on the same or you're all having the same issue we're really segmented and we don't get the opportunity to do that and i think that some of that personal touch is missing yeah. right so when she comes and says hey i have um, an issue with this that or whatever and i said come to me first with like hey how you doing yeah you know, instead of, oh, by the way, I have a problem. Because when you start coming to me with problems, it's easier to sure. talk through it and it makes it more comfortable. And I think that's about the relationship um, that, that we have. And it's not necessarily a need, mm -hmm. um, right? It's it's a want to. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't need her to come to me. I, I want her to come to me. Sure. And I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> this sounds crazy. I don't. I don't want to have the need to go to the Lord. I want to go to the Lord. Do you, you know? Does that make sense? To. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I want to go to the Lord. I don't. I don't. I get to. How about that? Yeah. I get to. 
Yeah. I mean, because you, you need, you need, I need, like, yeah, need I him. need, but you yeah, know, I, I, I get to, yeah, I, I, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, in terms of just making sure that like the relationship has the proper perspective. Yeah. You know, it's not one side. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a two way street. Yeah. Um, Psalms 139, if you read, uh, I think like seven through 12 describes, um, that he's everywhere. So if God's presence is everywhere and it contains everything, mm -hmm. then our relationship with him should mirror that. Yeah. Like when I come to you, you're getting everything that I have, all that I have. I'm not holding anything back. I'm giving you the best of me. I know this is this is your thing, but do you ever, are you ever, do you ever question? I'm not going to ask you. I often question when things come out of my mouth. Was that me? <laughs> because that was not the Lord through me. Yeah. Right. And I struggle with that piece a little bit. So recently here, like real recently, um, my prayers have been make me more like you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I ever rarely pray that um, because I'm, you know, you should be able to see God's light through me and you should be able to see how angelic I am and look at my wings and one day I'll be a pretty angel. But that's not real though. That's not. I mean, for some folks, it might be right, and and I, you know, I, I already told you I struggled with with some things, and and going to the Lord and making and asking, make me more like you, like make me, yeah. you know, more like you in, in in all of those things. It's it's helping. Um, listen, because I'm tired of hearing myself yell. I listen. I I think you're absolutely right. We talk about this all the time, and I've said this probably a hundred times that the easiest, most simplest prayer that I that I personally pray all the time is, Lord, don't let me be me. Yeah, I don't like that though, because I kind of like you. No, Lord, I need you, I need me I need me to be something different. Yeah. And what I mean by that, like Lord, I I need your love, mm -hmm. I need your mercy, I need your knowledge, I need your will, Patience. I need your I need all of it. Yeah. Because me, like personally, like Dave, um, requires your help, and the prayer is something that I that I say quite often, um, followed by okay, let me spend time with you. Yeah. Because that's the only way that that's ever going to happen. So while, you know, it's not something that's out of road or formality, it's something that keeps me very honest and humble and true. Like, Lord, I do need you. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think I think this is, this is perfect. Um, first, not first John, John chapter 15, verse 11 um, says that I've told you these things before that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. Like, Lord, I want my joy and gladness to be a full measure. I want it to be complete and overflowing. Um, you know, we talk about Psalms 139. It talks about God knows all about me. He knows yeah. everything about me. He knows every, like when, 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 when David wrote the Psalm, it talks about, you knew me before I was born. You knew me when I'm going to not be here. You know everything about me, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, you know every single thing about me. So my relationship with you is that me, I want to know the same thing about you. I know that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but, um, you know, how, how do you apply this to your, your, your spiritual and, and natural life? First John five and 21. Um, and I'll read this real quick just so we can kind of get yeah. it get it out there. Um, let me see if I can find this real fast. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God, from any sort of substitute for him. 
that would take first place in your life. Like, don't do that. Like, don't put something in my place. Like, empty out your heart so that you can give me first place in your heart. So when we talk about how do we how do we guard against it or how do we make sure that we're applying this, it's like, Lord, I, I'm going to surrender all into you. Yeah. Every single thing that I have. All, all you know, not to get secular, but all of me. Where's John Legend singing the song right now? Right. All of me, Lord, yeah. you get. Yeah. But it's really that, like I'm seeking you first. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not holding anything back. Like I want you to know that my heart is now set to pleasing you mm-hmm. and not running from you. Um, and I want to be a willing participant in everything. What are you going to say? I think, I think, I think this. I think we miss this part. I think, I think we all miss this part mm-hmm. because what you know, I, I don't, I don't worship false gods. Right. Do you? I have a lipstick collection that will cover this table. Oh, I know. Oh, I that know. It would cover this table. I'm wide well. And I'm seeking, anytime I go to the store, a different shade. I know, I know this is petty and ridiculous and, you know, whatever. I don't know about that. But these are some of the things that, that we miss, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't need another lipstick. I absolutely want another lipstick. And and the thing that the time that I'm out hunting for lipstick, I could be spending with God. Yeah. This sounds ridiculous, right? It, it sounds totally ridiculous. But I intentionally go look for lipstick. Yeah, no, I I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I, I don't think it sounds ridiculous. Um, you know, one of the, just kind of take it back to work real fast. The planner that we use mm-hmm. talks about what's your daily morning ritual, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to dive into social media first thing in the morning. You know, it talks about what, how do you start your day? Yeah. Um, you know, when we were studying, it's like, hey, if you want to spend more time with God, spend more time with God. Yeah. Like there's nothing stopping you yeah. except for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up here real fast, but it says um, we're going to finish on Psalms 91, which makes me incredibly happy. I'm not going to be able to read it all right now. But what we're really talking about is um, the pursuit of God, his presence the pursuit of happiness in our natural relationships and our spiritual relationships. Um, and we can find all that we need in his presence. If you read Psalms 91, and I like it in the Amplified Bible, um, there are so many things that you can find when you rush into the secret place mm-hmm. of the Most High. It talks about being, you know, you shall remain stable and fixed. That's security. You you're protected from everything because there's no power that can withstand yeah. that high tower that you're in. So you're talking being invincible. You're talking about having a person on your side that can destroy anything and everything. You know, it's a fortress and a refuge. So if you're, if you go to a refuge, you know, if you're like, Hey, I just need to kind of step away. That's restoration. Yeah. So he's going to give you security. He's going to make sure that you're safe. He's giving you restoration, trust and confidence. That sounds like a battle plan. Like, right. trust me. And I'm going to make sure that you're confident in yeah. what I'm telling you so that when you take this step out of here, I got your back deliverance and healing. He's given you provisions, truth, clarity. He's bat. He's, he's going to outfit you for the battle that's coming. So that's protection. He He's giving you deliverance and healing provisions, comfort, care, and victory. He's given you a flawless victory. 
Yeah. Like he's giving all of these things for us. And that's what you experience when you stand in his presence and you understand exactly all that God has for you and all that he wants to do for you. So he's given you angels to bear you up unless you dash your foot against a stone. He said he's going to set his love upon you, which is fantastic because that's the love that we need that surpasses all understanding, mercy and grace, love and kindness. And at the end of the day, salvation. Yeah. All the things that we need, all the things that we need that we will ever need are found in his presence. How many is that? I know you haven't kind of... It's a lot. Like, is it like nine? Is it like 10? It's probably more than that. Because you could really take one of those each day and just kind of, you know, if you're, you know, during your study time. I would implore you all to really tear Psalms 91 apart because every single, every line of that chapter will set you on fire. Yeah. Just listening to you. I'm like, oh, I missed that one. Every single one. So as we talk about being present and we talk about enjoying his presence, um, you know, it's not as daunting of a task as you think. Yeah, I agree. Spending time with God is exactly that. Mm -hmm. Just spending time with God. Because he's everywhere. So he's not going to go anywhere. He's right there. He's just waiting for us to come and spend time. So, you know, that's all I got. You good? Yeah. As always, you know, you're... uh, a fantastic pilot. I'm not going to say co-pilot because I think you drove. So good job. Thanks, so. But um, at the end of this, I mean, I, I hope that uh, you've been able to glean something from this. Is that your oh, word? That's, glean? Word. that's your word right there. Um, that hopefully this has been a blessing to you. Hopefully that uh, you've heard a, a word that sort of pricked the, you know, pricked your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's make a, a conscious decision to spend more time with God. Amen. Amen. Well, It's been a pleasure. Thanks for spending uh, some time with us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. God bless. We thank you for joining us for service today. Before we leave, we would like to give you the opportunity to know Jesus. It's as simple as ABC. I accept God and I acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I commit my life to you. If you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Welcome to the family. 